You are listening to sermons from the pulpit of the Bible Baptist Church in Marysville, California. We hope you will be blessed as you listen to another practical message. Thank you. All right, keep your Bibles out. We are going to take a walk tonight. Uh, when I was in college, Brother Hiles used to say, he'd say, uh, tonight we're not going to go anywhere, we're just going to take a drive. And that's sort of the message tonight. We, uh, we're going to take a drive. Uh, we are in a season, uh, Christmas, where during this season of time, unfortunately, there are many times people will walk away with regret. They'll get through Christmas, they'll get through December and into January, and then all of a sudden they'll find themselves in a lot of regret. Things that they did, things that they should have done and did not do, things that they bought that they had no business buying, debt that they went into. And oftentimes... We see principles that should guide our life. They get tossed out the window because we feel like we deserve something or we feel like somebody else deserves something and we make bad decisions. And tonight as your pastor, I just want to help us get through December and not looking back with regret. I don't want us to get to the uh, new year and start the new year out with remorse. I want to be able to start the new year out uh, full speed ahead and not having to try to pick up pieces from decisions that were made. And so uh, Christmas time is a great time of year. And we, it can be filled with lots of blessings and it also can be filled with things that create turmoil in our lives. And so uh, tonight we're just going to take a drive. I'm going to speak to you on the subject Christmas Council. And it's not a new message, uh, but it's something that I feel like is a help uh, for some. You'll say, well, Pastor, I've heard this message before. Uh, truth is truth. And, and God's Word is true. And biblical principles are true, and let's not, let's not let the pressure of a season to cause us to toss away good principles uh, that should guide us in these days as opposed to bury us. And so I'm um, preaching on that subject, Christmas Council, and let's pray. Father, I do pray that you'd bless now this time, and Lord, I love these people, and I want to help them, and Lord, as we navigate uh, through this season, Lord, there are a lot of different landmines that are right before us, and I pray that you would just give us insight and wisdom. For some, these will all be new principles that they've uh, things that they have not heard. Others have heard this before, and may it just be an encouragement. May it just uh, stir the thoughts and uh, bring the truths back to the forefront of our minds so uh, we are able to follow good principles and following the light uh, that you have given to us. So I pray that you'd bless now, please, for Christ's sake. Amen. Uh, several things uh, with this. Uh, there are seven different uh, uh, principles that we're going to look at tonight. Uh, but as we are coming tonight, every one of us are at a different stage. And the pitfalls 
show up differently at different seasons in life. You know, when you are young and uh, you don't have other responsibilities and you have, you have a job and resources, there, there are a lot more opportunities than someone that uh, is uh, maybe uh, they've got a family with small children and uh, usually the younger families struggle financially and uh, so there's a different set of burdens and then you have people that are, uh, that are uh, you know, uh, grandparents and, uh, you know, grandparents want to buy for the grandkids over and over and over again and Amazon shows up at our house all the time. And so, uh, anyway, for grandkids. And then, then you have uh, people that are on fixed incomes. And, and there have been seasons where uh, you've had the opportunity to be able to be generous and do different things. And then all of a sudden, the income stream changes. And uh, there, there are different scenarios in life. And just because in one season we seem to get it figured out doesn't mean that we're not going to have to refigure it out in the next season. And a truth that we learned in one situation may have to be brought back in as we enter into different situations. So I just want to try to be a help tonight as we are uh, going into this Christmas season. First of all, number one, be festive. Be festive. Uh, you know, uh, there is there's nothing wrong with enjoying holidays. Be festive. Enjoy it. Uh, sometime enjoy saying bah humbug if you don't uh, enjoy Merry Christmas. Uh, but uh, regards, just, just, don't, just don't be grumpy. Be festive. You know, there are, there are people around. Some of you still have children in the home. Uh, be festive. They, the kids need that. Uh, I'm getting a glare from right down here on the front like, huh, what are you talking about being festive? Uh, no, be festive. Uh, enjoy it. Uh, you know, uh, there, there are a lot of uh, different views. And sometimes people are, uh, sometimes people don't like the holidays at all, uh, and, and they, they have a conviction on the different holidays. Uh, and so, uh, you know, some people look at things one way and other people look at it a different way. Uh, but, but with that, uh, take your Bibles. I want to just take you through a few verses. Romans 14. Romans chapter 14. And verse number 1. Romans 14. Romans 14, look at verse number 1, we'll read down through verse number 5. Him that is weak in the faith receive ye, but not to doubtful disputations. For one believeth that he may eat all things, another who is weak eateth herbs. Let not him that eateth despise him that eateth not, and let not him which eateth not judge him that eateth, for God hath received him." Who art thou that judgest another man's servant? To his own master he standeth or falleth, yea, he shall be holden up, for God is able to make him stand. One man esteemeth one day above another, another esteemeth every day alike. Let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. And with that, uh, you know, different people have different views on things, but you know what? Uh, all of us are going to stand before the Lord for ourselves. And if one person has a different view than what you have, that's fine. 
I'm not here to try to convince somebody to or not to uh, when it's something that is subjective and not sin. Uh, and so here we have, we have different people that view things differently. Give everybody a break. Give everybody a break. You know, we're not, we're not the one that's going to, uh, to judge them. The Lord's going to judge them. And we have to be fully persuaded in our own mind. I have zero problem celebrating Christmas. Zero. I don't have any inhibitions about it, but there are some that have inhibitions about celebrating Christmas. And with that being the case, uh, I'm not going to judge them because they don't want to celebrate Christmas. And also, don't judge me because I'm going to celebrate Christmas. He goes on and he says, uh, he uses a, a phrase, uh, he says, doubtful disputations. Go, to, go back to Romans 14.1. Him that is weak in the faith receive ye, but not to doubtful disputations. Uh, that word, doubtful disputations, uh, disputations there is uh, uh, diacrisis, and it means a differentiate, differentiation. It, it's a distinction that's made uh, with an especially contentious manner. What he's saying is, if somebody else views something different than you, don't make an issue of it. And somehow, uh, a lot of times people, they want everybody to think just like they think and see things from their point of view. You know what? Everybody can have their own point of view. That's okay. And with that, that point of view is, is definitely not a problem. Uh, go to Romans chapter, uh, so here, uh, if someone celebrates, fine. If someone doesn't celebrate, that's fine. If one is fully persuaded, uh, that's fine. And if another is fully persuaded, uh, that's fine. Even if they're different, uh, you know, there, there doesn't have to be that argument. Uh, Romans 14 and verse 10, he says, but why Dost thou judge thy brother, or why dost thou set it not thy brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. For it is written, as I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue uh, shall confess to God. So then every one of us shall give an account of himself to God. Let us not therefore judge one another any more, but judge this rather, that no man put a stumbling block or an occasion to fall in his brother's way. And so, uh, you know, you just just enjoy the season. Enjoy the season. Be festive. Uh, years ago, we had a uh, family that was coming. And, and with that, the uh, family was coming. Uh, the kids were in the Sunday school, and uh, they, uh, we, we, they were just come brand new and coming, and so did not even know whether or not they were saved yet, could not follow up uh, at that point yet. And all of a sudden, the Sunday morning, it was in December, and anyway, the kids come out of Sunday school, and they were crying. And mom and dad got home, and then I got a call Sunday afternoon, and one of the teachers decided it was their job to, to set the children straight on whether or not there was Santa. You know, that's not the Sunday school teacher's job. That's mom and dad. And with that, here there was, there was a loss of opportunity even to influence that family. We don't even know if they got saved. They were irate. 
And you say, well, pastor, uh, I'm, I'm teaching this, that, or the other. Well, that's what you, you, within your home, but at the same time here, you know, we want to make sure that we're teaching about Christ. He is, he is the one that we're celebrating, uh, and we'll teach of Jesus and why he came. Uh, and, and with the children, let mom and dad be mom and dad. That's, that's their realm. That's not our realm. And there, there are some boundaries that we want to make sure that uh, we're keeping. But be, be festive. Enjoy the season. Have some memories. Have some traditions. Uh, when I was younger, we had, I had a babysitter. I was at a babysitter a lot. Mom was raising us by herself and uh, us three kids. And so we spent a lot of time with babysitters. And uh, one of our babysitters had a Mr. Elf. Well, I had never seen a Mr. Elf, and now Mr. Elf is everywhere, Elf on a Shelf. But this is back before there was such thing as Elf on a Shelf. And, uh, and so uh, Mr. Elf, when I would show up, uh, she'd tell me that Mr. Elf was watching, and I needed to be good. And, and, and every day when I would come, Mr. Elf would be in a different spot, and so I'd have to go looking for him. And, and that was, to me as a child, that was a big deal. Uh, after Deb and I got married, we were at a garage sale. And we were at the garage sale, found a Mr. Elf. And I was like, oh, we got to get this. She's like, what? That, that, what do we want that for? She had no idea what Mr. Elf was. Uh, and so we didn't even have kids yet, but we got Mr. Elf. Uh, and uh, even before we had kids running around the house, Mr. Elf would move every day. Uh, and so, uh, you know, just, just that, uh, but now my, my, our children had that, our grandkids walk in, and as soon as they walk in, uh, they don't say, hi, Nana, hi, Papa, where's Mr. Elf? They go looking for Mr. Elf during Christmas time, uh, finding out where he's at. You know, uh, don't, don't, be, don't be Mr. Scrooge. Let the kids have fun. I don't think it marred me. I might have some issues, but, but it's not because of that, all right? And, you know, don't, don't get so sideways on everything that it just creates problems. Make memories, have traditions, uh, and, you know, just, just have a good time. Uh, so be festive. Secondly, be fun. Be fun. Fear is the arch uh, ne- nemesis of faith, but it also, refi- it also removes fun. Fear removes fun. And maybe we don't have fun, not because we're afraid of something per se for a physical fear, but there's fear that we face with anxiety. All of the pressures, all of the unknowns, and it builds fear, and it'll rob you of having any fun. It'll rob you of enjoying the season. And unfortunately, this time of year is a time where uh, there are a lot of people that struggle uh, with depression. There are people that struggle uh, being alone. First Christmases uh, without a loved one and, uh, and a broken relations. There are a lot of reasons to, to have uh, struggles in life. Uh, but, you know, as we are going through them, let's not allow all those pressures to rob us of fun and enjoying the opportunities that God has given to us. You know what? God is good. He has given us so many rich blessings. Let's enjoy them. You know, as a Christian, you can smile, 
You can have fun. We don't, we don't have to be grumpy. We sometimes choose to be grumpy, but, but we don't have to. Don't be uptight. Don't be worried. Uh, if things go well, great. If everything doesn't come together, if the decorations didn't quite work the way you wanted them to work, it'll be all right. It'll be okay. Don't allow that anxiety to, uh, to steal the, uh, the, the joy and the fun from you. Uh, you know, the Lord is still on the throne. Eternity is not going to change if our Christmas decorations don't turn out. And the same is true whether or not we have, we have all the gifts that we are wanting to give. If we had the finances to do this, that, or the other. There are, there are a lot of things that bring anxiety into people's lives. And I don't even have to mention them. You're already thinking of them. You're already thinking of the ones that bring anxiety to you. So uh, Christmas shouldn't be a stressful, uptight, worried, mad, or angry time. If we're celebrating the coming of the Savior, why are we going to be grumpy? There's no reason to be. If you're saved and your name's written down in the Lamb's Book of Life, we have no reason to be, to be upset. You know, just keep our eyes on the Lord. So, uh, so Christmas, uh, enjoy it. Be fun. Your kids won't know the difference. Um, uh, if if you, they won't know the difference of what you wanted to do versus what you can do, unless you tell them. I remember when I was younger, um, I, I I did not. I had a piece of rope. It was more of a 550 cord, uh, but that was my belt. And I remember tying it every morning for my belt to keep my pants up. You know, my mom never said, I can't afford to get you a belt. And I never noticed that other people had belts instead of ropes. Because it wasn't pointed out. I didn't recognize that I didn't have a belt until I was older. And by that time, I was able to have a belt. But it, didn't, it was never an issue. You know what? A lot of the things that adults stress over, they communicate that to the children, and now all of a sudden they're bearing a weight that they're not designed to bear. Uh, to bear. They're not supposed to be carrying those weights. And don't transfer it to them. They won't know if you don't tell them. Just enjoy it. Have fun. Enjoy the season. Uh, and, you know, the world can't get away from Christmas, uh, Christ at Christmas, uh, so let's just uh, do what we can to, to enjoy it. Nehemiah 8.10 says, Then he said unto them, Go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet, and send portions unto them, for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy unto the Lord, neither be ye sorrow, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. And here it was a time of celebration, and Nehemiah was encouraging them to just enjoy the celebration, enjoy the blessings that were there. And God, he, he makes the statement, the joy of the Lord is your strength. And, and here, uh, you and I will have more strength to be able to bear the struggles and pressures if we've got joy. Uh, joy is what gets us through. And so enjoy the season. Have fun. So be festive. Be fun. Number three, be frugal. Be frugal. 
Go back to the text, Proverbs 21.5. The thought, thoughts of the diligent tend only to plenteousness, but of everyone that is hasty, only to want. Don't get caught up in the, commercial, uh, the commercialism of Christmas. Don't get caught up in all the gifts. The, the giving of gifts is a wonderful thing, but Christmas can still be Christmas without a bunch of gifts. Especially when we say Jesus is the reason for the season. We say it, but we don't mean it. Boy, I got quiet. You know, it's not about all the gifts. And I'm, I'm going to give gifts, and I, I enjoy getting gifts, and there, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but, but at the same time, don't get caught up in all of that, and don't put yourself in a bad financial position because of Christmas. Don't spend your child's tuition payment on Christmas gifts. Don't spend your your food budget on Christmas gifts. You would be surprised how many people come into the office, Pastor, we can't pay our our electric bill. We can't pay our insurance. I'm going to lose my car. Why? Why? Because of Christmas gifts. Don't spend your rent on Christmas. There should have been a louder amen right there. Your mortgage, your rent should not go to Christmas. It's dishonest. You see, you, have, you, you signed up for a bill. And if you take that money and you give it to somebody else, that's dishonest. Amen. And that, that goes to cable, that goes to the credit card company, that goes to your mortgage. The debts that we have, we signed up for. Be honest. Well, my kids won't have a Christmas, and it's the credit card company's fault. No, it's your fault. Amen. Well, I won't be able to give them what they what I should give them. Let's let's be honest. If you can't afford it, don't buy it. Now, this is not stewardship month, and I've I've thought about moving stewardship month to December. Uh, I'm not going to. But the reality is there are so many people that know, that have been taught, that throw everything out the window because of the emotions of Christmas. You know what that brings? That brings a lot of guilt because you know that you broke biblical principles. That's called sin. Amen? If you take your mortgage payment and you give that away and you buy Christmas presents to give it to somebody else, you're a thief. 
men. It's dishonest. It, it used to be, Brother Jewel, uh, his generation, if he said he could afford to buy something, that meant that he could afford to buy it. Get into his wallet, open it up. I can't afford to buy anything. And so uh, it wasn't that he could afford payments for the next 36 months. It meant he could afford to pay for it. You know what? We need to get back to that. And Christmas time causes people to do so many dishonest things. They quit their tithe. They quit their missions giving. All for Christmas, which we say is for Christ. It's dishonest. And, and here we, we look at that and it says that uh, the individual, it says the thoughts of the diligent tend only to plenteousness, but everyone that is hasty only to want. And, and a lot of the decisions that are made, bad decisions that are made uh, with the uh, with Christmas presents, it's impulse buys. It's so easy to buy on Amazon. It's so easy to to drop that to drop that plastic. But let's not be hasty. Say, Pastor, what should you do? Budget. Have you heard that word before somewhere? Budget. You need to have a budget. And don't, don't spend that. Don't get caught up in that. Uh, it's a shame when we go so far in debt because of Christmas uh, that we have to spend the remaining part of the year just trying to get out of debt and trying to clean up that mess uh, from that. Uh, your kids don't have to have hundreds of dollars of gifts. They say the average parents spend $750 per child. Average. I think we spent $7.50 a child. <laughs> My kids are like, yeah, we didn't get that. But you know what? We had a good Christmas. Don't, don't get caught up in that. It's destructive. The amount of stress, finances are the number one cause of divorce. Finances. And so during Christmas time, we'll make all kinds of crazy purchases, and then all of a sudden our marriages are on the rocks because we're arguing about money. You say, well, I can afford it, Great, but is that really the best use of God's money? Do you know how spoiled we are as a nation? I hear, I hear a piece, and I'm not even going to mention gifts because I don't want somebody to feel bad that you've already bought a gift or something like that. But, but what I do want us to to not be hasty. 
Hasty tends to want. It leads us in a place of, of need, of not having what we need. Uh, it leaves us in that position of want, and that's not uh, what we need to be. We need to be frugal. We need to be uh, budgeting, be good stewards. Uh, and, uh, you know, you say, uh, well, pastor, uh, you know, I'm expected to give people gifts. If you don't have it, don't spend it. Well, they're going to give me a gift then, so I got to give them a gift back. If they love you and they're going to give you a gift because they love you, it's not because you're going to give them something back. The root problem there is called pride. Well, I don't want them to think that I couldn't get them something just as nice. Well, if you can't get them something just as nice, don't. Be frugal. Just because you have plastic doesn't mean you can afford it. All right. Uh, let's see here. Um, be festive, be fun, be frugal. Uh, I'm going to hasten here. Be faultless. Be faultless. Uh, First Peter or Second Peter chapter three. Second Peter chapter three. Be faultless, uh, and with that, be holy. Second Peter chapter three. Uh, look with me at verse number ten. Second Peter three ten. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the light uh, in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up, seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved. What manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness? And what he's saying is, because this earth is going to pass away, because the Lord's coming back and everything down here is going to be burned up, uh, let's, let's not live for the here and now. Let's live for the Lord. The, uh, this is all going to disappear. Uh, so what manner of person ought I to be? If I'm going to be standing before the Lord, how am I to live? How should I live? Uh, I need to have a good testimony. During this Christmas season, uh, your family, your friends, your coworkers, they know you go to church. Live in such a way that you don't hurt your testimony. Don't hurt the testimony of Christ. Have you ever been around somebody that said, oh yeah, I'm a Christian. And they, they are acting so wicked and so worldly. You almost want to say, don't tell anybody. Because they're hurting the cause of Christ. Because they don't, they don't live anything that lines up uh, with the Scripture and, and their lifestyle is a bad testimony. And, and as a Christian, we need to make sure that as we are going into families' homes and friends and co-workers, and, uh, let's live uh, the life that uh, we say we believe. We need to have a good, uh, good testimony. Don't compromise because it's Christmas. Don't compromise. The Bible says, woe uh, to him that giveth his neighbor drink. You go somewhere and there's going to be alcohol. Well, you know, they're just going to expect me to drink. Don't drink. 
If it's a woe to the person that's giving the drink, it's a woe to the person that's taking the drink. And so here, uh, don't just look at it and say, well, you know, uh, what am, what am I going to tell them? No, thank you. It works. Don't give in. Don't compromise. Mrs. Brown hasn't compromised in that area for a couple of years now. <laughs> uh, but no, have a good testimony. Uh, don't allow the festive, loving, giving attitude cause you to drop your guard. The amount of immoral relationships that take place during Christmas, people let their guard down. The devil is a roaring lion. He's walking about seeking whom he may devour. Those parties that are full of alcohol, don't go. What happens? People start drinking, inhibitions start being dropped, actions start taking place, and people are in bad situations. Do you know how many people are going to get fired after the Chris, an annual Christmas party? It's a big deal. It happens all the time. HR hates Christmas parties because of all of the issues that, that happen. Now, uh, we're going to have a staff Christmas party, and HR isn't worried about it one bit. Uh, and so, because there's not going to be any alcohol uh, going on. Uh, but with that, you know, there, there are so many things that happen during holiday times. You get back around people that you used to have close relationships with. You got saved. Your life has been transformed. The things that you used to do, you don't do them anymore. It's not a part of your life. Don't get sucked back into the old life because of Christmas. Be holy. First Peter uh, uh, 1 Peter 1, 15 and 16, But as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation, because it is written, Be holy, for I am holy. So be festive, be fun, be frugal, be faultless. Number five, be fruitful. Be fruitful. Be a witness for the Savior. Now, it's not time to stand up on the chair, get everybody's attention, and start preaching. Let me tell you about Jesus. That's not the way you're going to be a, a good witness for the Lord at Christmas time. But you can tell people what Jesus has done for you. You know, Paul, when he witnessed, he said in Romans, he said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Uh, but when we find Paul communicating the gospel, he doesn't quote one verse. In Acts chapter 26, do you know what we find him when he's standing before Festus and King Agrippa? He just gives his testimony. Let me tell you what happened to me. And, and let's look at it tonight. Uh, go to, uh, uh, let's see here, Acts 26, verse 13. Acts 26, 13. Acts 26, 13. I know it's on the screen, but use your Bible. 
you don't have your Bible, look at the screen. That's great. All right. Acts 26, look at verse 13. At midday, O king, I saw in the way a light from heaven above the brightness of the sun shining round about me and them which journeyed with me. And when we were all fallen to the earth, I heard a voice speaking unto me and saying in the Hebrew tongue, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And I said, Who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. But rise and stand upon thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness both of these things which thou hast seen and of those things which uh, I will appear unto thee. What do we find? What we find is Paul, when he is witnessing to people, he's just given his personal testimony. You don't have to quote the Romans road to be able to get uh, somebody saved. Now, I use the Romans road when I go soul winning, and I'll use different verses as well. You don't have to have your Bible out to be able to win somebody to Christ. Paul wasn't holding a scroll in his hand when he was witnessing to the king. He was a prisoner. But he had the truth of the Word of God. It's God's Word, it's the Spirit of God that's going to work in the hearts of people. And you and I are just to communicate truth. And if we tell them what happened to us and how we got saved, then God can use that to help them get saved. I'm guessing Paul was probably a better soul winner than any of us. And he's not quoting Romans 3.10 and Romans 3.23. He's not pulling out uh, uh, Romans 5.8 and 6.10 and 6.23. Uh, he's not going to Revelation uh, uh, 21, uh, 14, Revelation 20.14. He's not going through the uh, normal plan of salvation. He's just telling how he got saved. And you know, that's an opportunity for us. There's opportunities for us to communicate the goodness of God. And, you know, if all you do is say, oh, man, the Lord has been so good to me, and, and maybe they'll just look for opportunities to share God's goodness to you. And if you're saved, He's been good to you. And now just tell other people. Just share your testimony. That's a great way to be, to be a fruitful witness. Uh, so uh, be fruitful. Allow the Lord to, uh, to use you. You know, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. That's why He came. That's why we celebrate Christmas is He came to this earth to purchase uh, the redemption's price for mankind. And we want to uh, tell others about Him. So when you tr trusted Christ, uh, the testimony that you have, how you were saved, it's how the Lord could use, He could use that to help somebody else to be saved. So be festive, be fun, be frugal, be faultless, be fruitful. Number six, be foresighted. Be foresighted. Proverbs 27, 12. Proverbs 27, verse number 12. Proverbs 27, 12. A prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. Be watchful of potential problems. Keep your eyes open. Parents, keep your eyes open. Don't let your guard down. Be, be watchful. It's not just for you, it's for your family, it's for your children. 
Don't, don't allow the devil to get in. Unfortunately, some of the terrible decisions that I made as a teenager, it was at family get-togethers. It was at Christmas Eve. And not a saved family, but a lot of, a lot of things happened. You know, after, Deb, after I got saved and we got married, our kids never went to my grandparents' house for Christmas. They had a big, or Christmas Eve. And it wasn't that we didn't love them. The environment was, was not an environment that was safe for them. The influences that were going to be there, the drugs, the alcohol, the just, just sin was rampant. Not, not, not saying my grandparents were, but it was what was going on. And with that, we decided not taking my kids over there for, for Christmas, for Christmas Eve. So we would go over Christmas Eve morning. We'd go over, we'd clean the house for them. We'd help set up tables. We'd get everything set up for them, and then we would leave before anybody get there. Why? Because I wasn't going to subject my kids to what I was subjected to. I didn't want that environment to have an impact on them. You know, we need, we need to be foresighted. Some of you have been saved out of sinful lifestyles. You know what I'm talking about. And just because it's Christmas doesn't mean that you need to put your family in the middle of it. You're not going to stand before your mom, your dad, your grandparent. You're going to stand before God. Well, they'll be upset. I would rather them be upset than me lose my child. I would rather them be upset than, than a child be abused, than them being subjected to drugs or alcohol. Well, you know, they're going to run into it at some point. Greenhouses are used for a reason. It protects the, the frail. We do it with our food, but we won't be pr protective of our children. Don't put them in a harsh, caustic environment. They're not able to handle it. Well, they know better than their kids. They're teenagers. Don't put them in that spot. Be foresighted. Be watchful of potential prob problems. A prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. Uh, be, be watchful of sinful, sinful tendencies. Do you, do you know your own sinful tendencies? I hope you do. Be watchful because the devil's on guard. He's on point. He's going to look to exploit them. Uh, be watchful of weaknesses. Uh, be watchful of your children. Uh, parents, you are the boundary for your children. You're the one that sets those boundaries. Make sure you're setting them in good places. Don't allow them to be put in a bad spot. So be festive. Be fun. Be frugal. Be faultless. Be fruitful. Be foresighted. And lastly, be faithful. 
Be faithful. Uh, Romans 1.17. Romans 1.17. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Just be faithful. Be faithful to the faith. Be faithful to your belief systems. Be faithful to the Savior. Don't look back and have regret. So this, this message, there, there are a bunch of warnings, some, some encouragements on some. Be festive, be fun. But five out of the seven were putting up those boundaries. And we've got we've to make sure that we are not allowing a holiday season to derail us. Don't let it happen. That's why God gave us principles from the Bible. He said these things are written for our ensamples. The word ensample, this is our example. This is the illustration. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be somebody's illustration. I remember when I was a young youth pastor, I'd go to a conference and I'd hear a preacher preach and, and he'd have all these illustrations uh, of, of things that had happened and all these illustrations. And I remember thinking, man, I wish I had all those illustrations. Well, after 17 years, I've got the illustrations. But the problem with those illustrations is everyone was a life. And the devil is a destroyer. Everything from immorality to murder I've dealt with within the youth department. Unbelievable. Sin and the devil, he, he, isn't, he isn't going to He's not going to make exceptions. There's no exception to the rule. And we've got to make sure that we're just guarding ourselves and making sure that we are on point. So Christmas season can be a great time. It can be enjoyable. And if you follow the principles, you'll get to January. Man, that was a great Christmas. You don't have the regret. You don't have the remorse. There isn't a bunch of things that we have to repent over. Let's just stay on point. Let's take those bumpers. Let's put them up. How many of you like bumpers for bowling? You take the kids uh, and you take them bowling and you put the bumpers up so the ball will actually make it to the end of the, uh, the lane there. But in life, the biblical principles, they're just, they're the the bumpers that keep us on track. And some of the bumpers, you say, well, you know, that's not, it's not a sin if I do this, that, or the other. No, it's not a sin if you overspend, but it breaks a lot of biblical principles that will, will lead you to a place of being in sin. Now, if you spend somebody else's money, that's a sin. So, so let's just be on guard. Christmas Council. Father, I pray that you'd help us. I pray that you'd bless our people. Uh, Lord, just so many opportunities to be able to uh, enjoy this holiday season. 
Uh, and I pray that that would be the case. But Lord, uh, help us to avoid the pitfalls that this season is full of. Uh, they happen over and over and over again. Uh, the devil doesn't have to change his tactics because they work. And so I pray that you would help us, Lord, to be on guard. Help us to be who you'd want us to be during this season. And Lord, may you be honored by the decisions that are made, the, uh, the boundaries that are, that are put into place. Uh, and Lord, how we endeavor to just follow your leading in our lives. So I pray that you'd bless now. For Christ's sake, amen. Let's Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed our service. If you would like to hear more, visit our website at bbc4me.org. That's bbc, the number four, me.org. May God bless you.